Yo fam, I know 2021 came in hot, but we're already a quarter through the year, and I know your health and wellness has to be your number one priority. TulipTreeGardenCO.com is the place to make sure you get all the great products designed with your health and wellness in mind. I'm telling you, the CBD products from there are top-notch. They are organically grown, produced, and manufactured in-house with you in mind. Go check out all the great products and their DA tinctures. Oh my goodness, the world just changed. Check out TulipTreeGardenCO.com. And support those that support the show. All right, now let's get into it. Podcast. And top of the morning, fam, we got a special bonus episode here. Dale LaBelle from The Average Cheese and Peter Jones and I get together to talk about Peter's hard work he's done on projecting some of these first and second round picks that we have coming up in the draft. It's going to be a fun one. Peter, boy, he's got a brain. All should be listening. Anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Get it. Hello, Peter. Peter, how are you doing? doing? It is a decent hour for once. <laughs> and the sun is shining through your window. Peter. I can see sun. Right? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> it's so strange. I didn't even know they had sun in the UK. Uh, I know today. I know. I am. Um, I was figuring. I was figuring we could do this anytime this weekend, and somebody was going to come back and say, "10 p.m. CST or something." <laughs> right, right. Because we would never want to con- actually convenience you yeah. today. See, that's the Acme Army difference, right there. That's what that is. They're very considerate. Eric's very considerate person. Well, you know, it, it's dumped so. because, uh, you know, Eric was, we, we recorded two days ago and uh, <clears throat> he's going back up to Lake Superior. I mean, the guy's a, a, thinks he's a goddamn polar bear or something, you know. He's, he's a true uh, North Windsor. Yeah, well, uh, for like, you know, Easter or something. So I, I I actually emailed him like, hey, man, by chance did you bring your mic with you? And he responded, ha. So I said, no. So that's a no? Yeah, that's a no. I said, enjoy your Easter vacation. But, uh, yeah, man, I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk, Peter, about what you had going on on, on your lists. You know, Dale and I have, you know, we've, we've seen them. Yeah. And uh, don't, want, don't want anybody uh, that are on our airwaves to uh, not know what work you've put into it, Peter. But, and also, I mean, it's. Will Redmond resigning is as good a news as we can possibly hear, right? I mean, it's, it's the way to bring in the weekend. Yeah, my buddy get, Tyler and Will Redmond. Yeah, Tyler Lancaster and Will Redmond. What more? Do you, what more could you want? Oh, uh, Dale. We Let me just start dropping them in now. I feel that Jardin. I was dying laughing when we signed Tyler Lancaster. I, I, Dale, man, that is that is your guy. Hey, maybe it was maybe it was. Re- we need a body, right? I mean, we need a body for some kind of camp that we're gonna have. All, all you need now is Dean Lowry to sign an extension, and you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be just. It will just be like, here's my paycheck. It's not real loud in the jar, but yeah, there it is. Oh man! <laughs> right, That's that would funny. be that would be awesome, is what it would be. Yeah, it would be awesome for someone. I think. Uh, I think for the most part, how are you guys feeling about the free agent pool that's left? You know, Eric and I touched on it the last episode, and I was pretty excited about who's on that list and 
what kind of values might be out there even between now after the draft with some of these guys? Peter's shaking his head going, heck no, man. There's yeah. nobody out there. Just looks like they've decided to bring the same team back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it looks like we've gone through all of this and we've done all this work and we've studied all these free agents and we've sat with contracts all over the place trying to work out what could happen. And it's the same as where we were. Yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> right. Just wait. They'll bring Raven Green back and be like, I think we got everybody now. <laughs> You're all back. <laughs> Just like we planned. Yeah, that would be tough, man. Well, I, I don't know. I just I'm I'm still over, overly I get a little obsessive on some names and Geno Atkins just I mean he he popped out before when he was going to get cut and I thought man he's a good vet these guys are going to be a lot of money though aren't they too much I mean yeah. everything is too much right yeah at this point essentially the free agency talk can really be put to the side right now is that how you're feeling Peter with your mouth full. <laughs> yes, that's. I, hey, I listened to episode eighty-one this morning. You don't talk about my guy Ryan Braun. <laughs> I love him. You cannot. I love. You cannot him. talk about Ryan Braun. He's has never been convicted. Yes. He never was suspended. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I I told the story about having all those boys at the Cincinnati Reds game, and I mean, yeah. he was he was so awesome. Dude, when you got ten-year-old kids that are all lit up, and he's throwing balls to them, and like warm up, and then at the end tossing it up in the stands, like it, right. it's a, it's an experience for those kids, and to have that. They'll one, never forget it. That one guy behind us, though, like ruining it with the chew. I mean, he was just one big, you know, two slices of pizza and a Mountain Dew in his lap. Just big Reds fan. Yeah. And it's like you didn't observe this the kind of magic that happened in front of you. Your childhood must have been shit, man. That's why you're sitting here eating pizza as an adult by yourself, you know, like you never had that experience. <laughs> but that upset me. I love Ryan Braun. Make no mistake. I am a fan. I'm I know he was a cheater. I just had it. Yeah. I just give you a little uh, bump on I just can't Twitter believe I just can't believe he uh him and Aaron Rodgers relationship. That was a that was a little dramatic for uh, the whole state of Wisconsin, I thought. <laughs> well, and I get that Rogers, we should, we can talk about that on the show sometime. Like I, don't, I get that Rogers had to distance himself from Braun, mm -hmm. maybe because Rogers was also doing something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know. I'm not saying he was, Yeah. but it's, it's, if you know me and I do some dumb shit, you didn't do dumb shit. Yeah. So why do we have to, why do you have to distance yourself as a business partner from someone who has taken steroids? Like it, it doesn't seem like that big of a poison pill. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. I love the restaurant. We used to go to it all the time. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Peter, you follow right. baseball. Um, well, I was probably too strong a word. I'm aware, that, I'm aware that baseball happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, I, I have to honestly say that um, how can I how can I say this? The Astros are my team because they're because they're, because they're Ronda's team, right? right. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that cheating stuff obviously never happened, <laughs> or or pro, or, pro, or probably they got caught doing something that most teams do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, we've been to we've been to a few a few Astros games. It's it's good fun. It's good fun. 
Um, at the at the newer state, yeah, at the yeah. newer stadium. Yeah, right? I'd love to go see it. It looks awesome. Min- Minute Maid Park. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so so yeah, I kind of, I, I don't have enough time to follow it with all the football stuff, but I I kind of try and just keep on top of it. Do you have an opinion on the steroid issue or the steroid era? When it comes to, for example, Ryan Brown. Yeah. Who's not? Who's not? Who's not taking steroids? Who's Who not? Who was it? Right. Well, and, I and, that, and I think that's 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 the issue. If you look at all sports around that period of time and before that period of time, it was going on. Some got found out. Some got caught. Some some didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in, you know, happened in football certainly happened in track and field because you've only got to look at the world records that were set in the seventies that still stand today, Mm -hmm. which is just ridiculous. Um, So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, well, you go to, you you go to biking, you know, Lance Armstrong, you had to go 17 places to not find a rider. 17th place. Uh, All uh, All of them had, had, tested positive so i i just come to the point where i accept that it's a part of it and we were the best of the doped up riders you know baseball it seems like it just seems like man that's a lot of games we're asking people to play number one but it just doesn't look like it's governed as well as the nfl with that many games and all the schedule and everything that, that, that they can keep an eye on it as closely so i just assume hey man everybody's doing whatever baseball's great when they're hitting home runs and you know 140 yeah, I, I, pitches i guess i i kind of, i i kind of stopped watching it when when joe dimaggio stopped playing that's how old i am no i don't <laughs> 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 like, peter peter is from a different universe um, yeah, yeah I, I i don't know the whole thing's I difficult know. i mean you look at totally different scenario but you look at the pete rose thing and you say that guy should be in the hall of fame but you understand the reasons why and it's really difficult but then paul horning and though alex Karras and those guys are yeah. in the pro football hall of fame right just, same thing yeah it's it's just i don't, I don't know i don't know um I, I i do believe certainly with the pete rose thing that there comes a point in time where it's time to let it go yeah it, it, i agree it, it, you know um, I know they have to send a message and they have to send that message, but there's a point in time where you just have to let that stuff go and understand that there's people that have done a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with the way that the betting online and everything else is legal everywhere, it, it is time. It's time. Hashtag free Pete Rose. Uh, please note a quick edit here because the swear jar got a little full and we had to take that out. So, Enjoy the rest of the show. We pick it up with wrestling. Hey, Dale, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up uh, was, uh, collegiate at least, was Cal Sanderson. Where, where does he rank in, in wrestling? In, in wrestling lore? Yeah. Probably c- collegiately, he's probably the best ever. But oh, inter- all right. internationally, he is not. Like, he no. never did much internationally. Jordan Burroughs is the greatest American wrestler probably ever. 
he's still wrestling. He's going to wrestle tonight to try to make his fourth Olympic team, I think. Third, really? something like that, which is bananas. Third, I think it's third. Wow. Have, have yeah. you never seen? Have you ever never seen any of the British guys like Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks? No. <laughs> no. Mark Henry. Do you guys know who Mark Henry is from the pro wrestling world? Mm -hmm. Mark Henry was a world-class Olympic lifter. Yeah, he was huge. He, my cousin Chad was at the OTC in wherever it is, their, the Olympic Training Center for lifting when Mark Henry was there. Mm -hmm. He said that Mark Henry's testosterone level, natural testosterone level, was illegal. <laughs> Seriously. They said he said it was illegal. They would test them. They were like, Mark, we know you're not taking any steroids, but how? How yeah. is this possible? Yeah. 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 He was ridiculous strong. He's yeah. like, he's like, uh, have you ever heard of uh sweet potatoes? They uh they have uh, testosterone in them. I yeah. And he was just like IV drip of sweet potatoes. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> All right. Well, I mean, we're already rocking and rolling. Peter. Did you hit record already? Let's just yeah. Put it well, on. yeah. We, we've been recording for a while now. Peter, what uh, what have you been up to? Um, gardening. Nice. Uh, well, no, it's not nice. I'm the world's worst gardener. No, I'm <laughs> worst. Um, so so so. Um, Rhonda's been gardening, and I've been trying to help, but are probably more of a hindrance than a help. But um, <laughs> other than that. Eric, watching too much college football tape, way too much college football tape. Like all the players are just merging into one player now. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, well, it, always well, gets, it always gets a bit bonkers about this time of year. And it's really just, I've always done it just for my own fun, really. Mm -hmm. And then a few years ago, I just decided I would try and share it just because I was doing it anyway. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so so I'm a I'm about ninety ninety odd percent finished writing um, the draft preview document, which is nearly four hundred pages now. Oh my goodness! I know. Um, relentless, relentless, Peter. You gonna sell it? You should sell it. I, I, people have said that to me, but I don't I don't do it for that. Mm. I just I just do it because I because I do a lot of it for my own. Yeah fun if that's the right word anyway i'm a glutton sell to those, oh I, never mind if we're recording i can't say certain things i'll just say i think you should sell it to other major podcast organizations. <laughs> uh, hey let me ask you a question about uh your review caleb farley popping up with a back injury this guy where does he does he does he slide down a lot is uh and is this a is this a question where the packers would ever pick a injured uh back injury top prospect so so i think this is where this is one of those situations where anybody who's not at an nfl club and i don't care whether we're talking about me or we're talking about um mel kuiper have no idea how um, teams are going to view a player with an injury such as Caleb because we don't know. We're not sitting in the room, nor is any of the expert analysts sitting in the room with these teams knowing how, they, how they're thinking. 
you have to believe that he's going to slip a little bit. I think the, the, the issue with it is, is that it only takes one team to want him. So it might be that 31 teams put him way down their draft board, but that doesn't matter because there's one team that will take him at pick 11 or 12 or whatever it might be. I, I think on, on the face of it, if he's truly going to be back by training camp and all the indications are that he will be, then I don't think he, I don't think he slips very far. Um, I think he probably does slip a little bit, but I, but I, but I don't, I don't think very far. It probably, it probably sorts the question between whether he's the number one or Patrick Satan's the number one. I think people will go with Satan as the more solid, solid pick, but I, I don't think Farley slips that far. Um, you know, and and then you get to the question: if he does start to slip, so he ought to go around pick ten. But if he does start to slip, and he happened to be there in the twenties, like you say, the question is. Would a team like the Packers risk risk a pick on him? Um, I don't know. I think the Packers are quite a conservative organisation, typically around around that type of situation. Um, I would. I, I I absolutely would because I, I I'm a strong believer that half of first round picks turn out to be busts anyway. Mm. So, 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 so you've only got a fifty percent chance of getting of getting one that's going to play at a decent level, anyway. And I think it's always about can I get a player who's better value than what he should be at the pick at which I'm picking? And I, and I think sometimes you just have to you just have to take you just have to take that chance. Um, you can do all the scouting in the world, and if you went back over the Packers' number one picks over the last twenty or twenty five years, there'll be whole bunches of them that haven't. That haven't worked out. I mean, we could sit here and name the Jamal Reynolds of this world and and all of those guys that have gone through all of the scouting and everything else and s- still haven't worked out. So I would, but I don't. I don't think the Packers will. I suffer from the Justin Harrell effect. You know, those kind of back right. injuries. I go, whoa, back injury seems like a different. Uh, I don't know, different level. And how the Packers treat normal injuries during the season to see how conservative they are with that, with Adams and Jones and Lindsay and stuff like that. I think that I would agree that they're probably not going to go after a kid with back injuries with a first round pick. Although I don't have as big of an issue with it, but I just know how they are as an organization. Yeah. And I guess the other thing with these situations, and this is where it kind of, um, gets to be a little bit of a game of poker is once a player does start to slip, all of the other teams are wondering why he's slipping. So, you know, is there something that other teams know about him that we don't know? That for whatever reason, they've, they've, they've got... Because that's what happened with, with Dan Marino back in that 83 draft when the six quarterbacks went in the first round. Dan Marino slipped all the way down to the end of that first round simply because there was this room, a drug test failure rumour out there about him that wasn't true. Well, Aaron Rodgers had the same situation. Yeah. Why was Aaron Rodgers dropping yeah. so far? Yeah. Same same thing. Like you start to, it was, is it a character issue? You know, you start to ask questions that you didn't know you needed to ask or don't need <laughs> yeah. to ask yeah. to yourself. I think corner is a good place for the Packers to be picking if they can get the right guy at that, at that, at that pick 29. If you can get value there, then, then I think corner... Corner is a good place to pick. Yeah, so 
you put out recently here, Peter. Can you guys see that on the screen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I wonder what was happening. Like, you were controlling my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a little more on the Zoom every day, but... <laughs> I'm uh, I, I the cornerback uh, discussion as a first round pick. Uh, it just feels like a stretch for me, and I really like these offensive players and potentials that could hit us, hit that we could hit with on this uh, on this list that you have put together here. The 2021 NFL Draft Offensive Positional Board Version Two. Everybody can check this out. Uh, we have this on our Twitter and check it out at uh, Pro Foot History on Twitter. But Peter, where can we? Where would you like to start on this list that we can uh, talk about how you have these guys ranked? Yeah, well, I'm 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 assuming that you're not expecting the Packers to take a quarterback in the yeah. first round. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because I don't think Dale's got a swear jar big enough. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I gave a lot of my quarters to my daughter. I would need about forty dollars in quarters <laughs> if that was the case. Um, so, so, so where to start? I mean, I, I think from a, from a Packers perspective, um, you can obviously forget quarterback and running back early. I, I, I um, and I think you can forget tight end early because you got Kyle Pitts will go in the top five or six picks, and then you got nobody else that's worth a first round pick in there anyway. And, yeah. And from the Packers perspective, we seem to be loading up on tight ends. Mm-hmm. I think we've got we've got five good ones already. So then, so they're not going down. They're not going down that route. Yeah. But I, I think that wide receiver, tackle, and even center, I think, are in play for the Packers in, in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'll start at the one that's probably a little bit of a stretch, which is the, which is the center position. But the reason I, I quite like that, so there's a couple of centers in there, um, Creed Humphrey and Landon Dickerson, that mm-hmm. are, are worth a pick around 40, 45. And it, that's not then a very big stretch for, for one of those to be to go at the end of the end of the first round. And the reason I like that pick for the Packers, even though it's a little bit of a reach there, is you're getting a guy that comes in and can play immediately, will start immediately. Yeah. And, and that wouldn't necessarily be the case if you picked a corner, for example. Um, and, I th- and I think for this team, um, I think that solves a question about having to shuffle the offensive line too much, which they're all gonna already going to have to do with Bakhtiari's injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I actually quite like the pick of a one of those two centers in the first round. Preferably, you you would trade down ten spots and still get and still get one of them. That would be the ideal scenario. Yeah, but you could but you could never guarantee that they'll be there, and that's the that's that's the problem that's the problem with that. You know, on, on paper, we can all say, oh, yeah, well, he's worth the 45th pick. Therefore, we should trade down to 45. But he might not be there. Like I say, it only takes one of the other 31 teams to want that guy. Uh, you know, and, and, and he's gone. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, you know, those positions. Wide, wide receiver. There's plenty of those guys that could be available when the Packers pick at 29. And I think it's a case of, what type do you want? Um, you know, we, we D- Dale and I have a, have a little bit of an inkling towards Rondale Moore, and that's that's probably because the guy is. Well, if you put him on top of himself, if you put two Rondale Moors, you still wouldn't get to as tall as any of us guys. Um, 
but yeah, he, he's he's a special talent, very dynamic player. Assuming again, going back to the injury question, assuming that he's he's able able to go. Listen, his 2018 film was some of the best you can possibly imagine. What he did to Ohio State, I mean, I watched that game live on TV. Like, it was awesome to see, not even knowing who that kid was, and then him being a freshman. But can you think about drafting a first round that has not done, maintained any kind of health consistency the last couple of years? I don't know. Uh, it's a difficult one. I, I could, I could, I could think about it, but then my job, my job's not on the on on the line. But what about like compare him to the guy right above him, Terrence Marshall? Just ran a four three six. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and I think any of those guys. I think once you get past the top three, who will all have gone by around pick twelve, fifteen, that kind of area. I, I think you can make a case for any of the next four or five receivers on that list and you've got you've got quite a different group of receivers in there i guess Kadarius, tony and rondale moore are probably the most similar type players when you compare them to to each other hmm. but i think you can make a case for for any of those guys and that's why for me you get into this trade down situation if you really want a wide receiver yeah. or or you what you wait and and you assume that if you took that list of 12 that we've got up on the screen, you assume that all of those 12 aren't going to be gone by the time you pick in, you know, in round in round two. Mm-hmm. Just sit, just sit and wait and wait for the one or two or three that drop to you and make a de- make a decision then. Because I don't I don't see a huge drop off once you get past the top three. I think you could then take four to 12 on our list or certainly four to 11 on our list and probably shake them up in any order. And and you and you wouldn't you wouldn't be far wrong. I think the other thing with wide receiver is that those guys that go in the first round, Justin Jefferson being, <clears throat> excuse me, a bit of an exception last year, those guys that go in the first round tend not to have the greatest level of success. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a position that's necessarily easy to pick anyway. Mm-hmm. So um and we, we seem to have quite a lot of success taking wide receivers in the second or third round. So I, you know, I'd be more than happy to take one in round to take one in round two. Yeah. Or cons- or consider trading up in round two once you've made your first round pick. And if there's a guy left, if there's out of the four or five or six receivers left, if there's one of those guys that you really want, then you consider trading up from your second from your second round pick to get them. But you know, I all the guys that I clamored over and like, oh, we need to get this guy. We need Jalen Reger and Denzel Mims and all these guys yeah. that I thought for sure were going to be first round genius picks. When you now go back and everybody's like, the Packers need a wide receiver. And they do. Mm-hmm. I still think they do. Yeah. The only thing they can say from last year's draft is Justin Jefferson. He's yeah. the only if we would have had Justin Jefferson, we would have won a Super Bowl as the only kid or the only young man that you can put in that conversation. Now we're before the draft last year, it was like 10 guys. If we get this guy, we're going to be set. If we get this guy, we're going to be set And all these names. (laughs) They didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, So 
We were early believers here in uh, the uh, Denzel Mims hype. Uh, that never Same. <laughs> we really Raising my hand. Denzel really Mims was my guy. Yeah. Now, again, he's with the Jets, and he had no one throwing him the football. So yeah. you change, and you have Aaron yeah. Rodgers throwing him the football. He probably has a different season. Yep, yep, you're right. I The two guys that I just pop out were Rondale Moore and Kadarius Toney. I mean, Jalen Waddle is my favorite receiver in the whole college football, and he's going to be long gone, but – Kadarius just uh, he seems like it's just too much of a pick at 29 and for you some know, reason look- I'm convinced that Rondell Moore might be a really good pick at 29 so examine my head for me I well, I, I mean I I personally would be happy with either of those guys I guess the issue is they don't they don't fit the profile of of a the Packers seemingly wanting to get wide receivers who are six foot four, 210 pounds that um, can, can run and can block whether or not they can catch seems to be an seems to be a little bit of an afterthought, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that seems, that seems to be the profile of, 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 of recent packer drafts around, around wide receivers. So these guys don't, don't fit that profile, but I, I I, I do believe that you have to have different types of guys. Not every game works out the same way. Mm-hmm. You're not playing the same defenses every, every every week. And I think you have to have some some variety and guys that can pull it out for you and some some dynamic playmakers. And I, and I, and I do believe that when you look at most, not every, but you look at most recent Super Bowl winning teams, they have a dynamic playmaker that will make big plays at big times mm-hmm. um you know and that's not to say the Packers are, are you know the Packers don't have some great playmakers Aaron Jones and, and Devontae Adams but they don't have that I don't know how to word it you know they're just the the jack in the box the mm-hmm. joker in the pack if you like that, what, the, what, what the, we hope yeah. sorry well we hoped uh Tyler Irvin and Tavon yeah. Austin would be you know yeah I totally agree. That that's the thing. You know, two years ago, the room was six five and over, minus Devontae Adams. You all you had to be six yeah. five or you couldn't be in the wide receiver room. And then we realized we have a bunch of guys that can't get open over the middle because they don't have good enough feet to do so. Mm-hmm. And as the LaFleur offense runs, you need that guy. You need the Tyler Irvin guy. Mm-hmm. So Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. Amari Rogers from Clemson. You start to look at guys who are versatile, and that's a different receiver room now than it was a couple of years ago because you have a different guy calling the plays. Yeah. Tyler Irvin was too fragile. He's too small and too fragile, I think, to be that multi-purpose, split out wide, but also come out of the backfield guy. Yeah. He's the type of player. He's just not, you know, he's not going to stay healthy enough. So. Yeah, I, I, I just think you need that guy that you can, you know, you can dump off that five-yard pass. He makes the first two guys miss, and all of a sudden he's gone for eighty, mm-hmm. and they just don't, they just don't have that, yeah, have that guy, and haven't had it for for quite a few, quite a few years. And I think that, I just, you know, I, I guess to a degree, the Chiefs right now kind of become your blueprint to mm-hmm. to to a certain degree, yeah, you know, and they just have that guy that can make almost makes something out of nothing mm-hmm. you know you get a broken play it gets dumped off or or it's a wide receiver screen whatever it is 
You know, it's a wide receiver screen that doesn't get stopped for three yards every time. He makes the first guy miss and he's gone, you know. Um, and we haven't had that type of guy for, for, for a long time. Yeah, man. Hey, to go back to the uh, interior offensive lineman. Who did you like more, Dickerson or, hum- or Humphrey? You asking um, me or Peter? Uh, you got to be asking it, it, Peter. Yeah, yeah, Peter. I'm sorry. Well, I, th- I think I think probably I like Dickerson more as a yeah. player. Um, but I think. <laughs> you know why I like Creed Humphrey more, Peter? No, go ahead. Because he wrestled. That's it. <laughs> Creed Humphrey was a wrestler. And I'll put wrestlers on both sides of the line all day. Mm-hmm. Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Creed Humphrey. I'll put yeah. those guys on the line. If, I, if you are hand fighting and you got to be in the mix, everybody, I'll put wrestlers in there all day. It's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> not, not only did he wrestle, he comes from a family of wrestlers. Yes. So he's tough. He's been beat up all of his life by yes. his older brothers and stuff. So he's, yeah, he's ornery and angry and he wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a four-year starter, I think, at Oklahoma, which isn't bad either. <laughs> Secondary to the wrestling. I, I think those big school starters at center, I don't, they can jump in and, and do it. What about any other centers on here, Peter? That Does Josh Myers, is he, is he able to jump in and start rookie year? Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I, I think that's the guy that you're looking at in probably round three, maybe round four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I – I, I I think he can. Just just going back, I mean, I think the issue between Humphrey and Dickerson, Dickerson's problem is his injuries, yeah. right? That guy's had a career full of of injuries, and that's why I've got him ranked behind Humphrey because I think Humphrey's a safe safer pick. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is that somebody takes Dickerson in the first round. By the way, I think he goes a lot higher than people are pro- pro- projecting. But as for Josh Myers, I think third, third or fourth round, and yeah, I think he can come in. I think he can come in and start straight away. I do. Okay. Um, and again, part of it goes back to what you just mentioned. It's those guys that play at big schools with a a little bit of a varied offense, but they play in big games week in, week out, and I think that makes that makes a huge difference. Yeah. The, the interesting one on that list, just from a Packers perspective, not a center but a guard, is Wyatt Davis of Ohio State. So mm-hmm. Willie, Willie Davis's grandson. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't expect him to be a Packers pick because he's an out-and-out out out guard. And I, don't, I think that's probably the one position along the offensive line that the Packers certainly wouldn't pick early. They might pick a guy late in the draft just to have another guy. Sure. Um, but it would just be an interesting. It would just be an interesting pick because he's Willie Davis's <laughs> grandson. That would be an awesome story, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah also, yeah. an awesome story would be the second coming of Whitewater Jesus and Quinn Miners. Absolutely. <laughs> they need to. He needs to grow his hair out <laughs> a little bit longer, and then the Packers need to draft him. That that's that has to happen. And and, and what and what a great story! And it's the guy that. Every time you see him, if you go, and there isn't a huge amount of great film out there on him, but every time you see him, he just looks like a player. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he's a guy that, you know, probably this time last year, when you were looking at this draft, 
he's not sitting on that board. He's probably no, not he's not in the top the... 50, probably. Yeah, exactly. So he's probably not sitting on the next the next level board either. Yeah, but, his senior um, bowl was bananas for him. Yeah. That yeah, made his and, name. Yeah. And, you know, he is a guy that, he certainly is a guy that if you can get in the in the, in the middle rounds, and I'm sure that he'll go in the middle, he might go higher than that. Mm. It just depends on on where teams see him. But, you know, again, I don't I don't see the Packers picking him just because they're not looking for a guard. Now, I know that he's he did a bit of work at the, the senior bowl at centre as well, which is always, always useful. Um, but it'd be a great story. It'd be a great story if the Packers did pick him. And he went to Harvard of the Midwest, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. <laughs> so he's got to be smart, too. <laughs> I barely made my way out of Whitewater with an elementary education degree. So he's probably, but he's got to be smart. <laughs> does, does, he, does he wrestle, though? He didn't, and he should have. <laughs> I... I you know, Quinn, I know you're not listening, but maybe you are because this is an Acme podcast. So maybe you're listening. And if you are listening and you want to come down to the Whitefish Bay Wrestling Room, I've got keys. <laughs> I'll go try to find someone that's about your size. <laughs> Quinn, you are officially on notice. But, yes. but I guess what we need to do next year is when, we, when we're doing this, we need to get a special wrestling emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For every player that wrestled, they get that emoji, and for every player that didn't wrestle, they come off the board. Yeah. yeah. Well, they get dropped way down on the board. <laughs> yeah. There is a wrestler emoji on Twitter. Just so you guys know, if you didn't know that, now you know. You're on notice. I will start putting it. I'm. You know, as a matter of fact, after this podcast, I'm going to go through this list and see if they ever, even in kids' club, if they wrestled, and I will put them out there for you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll know. Start moving these jokers up the board. And, and if they wrestled and went to Wisconsin Whitewater, then they're right up at the very top of the draft. They should right. always be in gold, yeah. Why do you not have Quinn Miners as your number one interior <laughs> offensive line? That's what I want to know. Because, yeah, I'm so sad right now. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the best list uh, that I'm – I'm a huge fan of the offensive tackles really like the offensive tackles and there is uh you know the story with christian barrymore and all the hype that's surrounding him for the first defensive lineman to go there's just the caveat in every article that is uh mentioning him it's going against that michigan line and what you know jalen mayfield did to him in the big games so uh i like that mayfield i like jenkins as possible 29s, Peter. Yeah, I like Mayfield. I like Jenkins. I like Sam. I like Sam Cosme. So I think any of those guys are are um good good value for for pick twenty nine. And again, I'd absolutely have no problem with that from a from a Packers perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's time to start drafting those high offensive tackles for the for the for the future. It abs- yeah. absolutely is, and that future is almost now. Mm-hmm. You know, with Bakhtiari being injured. Ideally, you wouldn't want to throw one in and, and, and start straight away, and I don't think I don't think they would. No. Um, my gut feel is is that Turner will go out to left tackle, and Jenkins will start the season at, at right tackle. That's my that's my gut feel. But I think that you know an offensive tackle to come in and and certainly start next year, but with the you know with this year being a 
developmental year, but with the possibility to start this year, absolutely. As long as he doesn't turn out to be John Michaels. <laughs> or what was that clown they drafted in the second round from like Mississippi State? He broke his leg and he Derek never Sherrod. existed. Derek yeah. Yeah, yeah, if he's not that guy. You know, my thought on offensive tackles is this. If you're going to put him out at right tackle while you have Bakhtiari, I understand that. If I don't think he is the left tackle of the future, I don't draft him in the first round. I, I, you're, for, to me, I'm not drafting a right tackle in the first round. Dale, what if you, had a guy, if you had a guy like Tevin Jenkins on the right side of your line for 10 years, you don't think that's worth a 29th pick? I, I do agree with that, but I think if you look down this board, <clears throat> if it's him, I do like him. Mm -hmm. But if, if you look at this draft board and you get down to like four, five, or six, I don't know that they are, to, in my opinion, ten-year guys. Yeah. So I don't think that I don't think that Jenkins would be around at twenty-nine. But I I overvalue the tackle position, especially the left tackle position. Sure. So. If I think he's a left tackle, yes. Otherwise, I wait. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I guess you get into the same situation a little bit with the wide receivers where you say, I wonder how many of these guys are going to still be there in the, in, the, in the second round. Because if you, get to pick at, if you get to pick at 29 and only two of those tackles have gone, then you might chance your arm and say, you know what? The chances are a decent tackle is still going to be there at, at, in, in round two. Yeah. Or even even in round three, if it's a guy that you're saying, actually, I'm going to develop him anyway, I'm not expecting him to come in and start. Then you you could be in a similar scenario. We just say, actually, between number seven on that list and number 12 on that list, there might not be a lot of difference. Yeah. And Peter, you do know that Eric believes that Elton Jenkins will be the left tackle while David Bakhtiari is out. So why do we need a left tackle for? That, that, no, that, that's not me. That's the other Eric. <laughs> no, I was yeah. totally joking. Yeah. I know it's not you. <laughs> that's, that, that, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I. The, it's just, for me, tackles, linemen who can come in and play. We just have that scenario right now with Bakhtiari being out that there might be an ability to come in and play. And I, I don't just don't think you can plug a rookie in at left tackle. I mean, we have players that can do it, but I just think it's a tough thing to do, period. Look yeah. at Jonah Williams, anybody else that's been drafted as a left tackle lately. They've been sitting for a year, and, you know, they they do a little better. But same with the wide receiver. You know, the wide receivers, first year, we, nobody gets production out of a wide receiver in year one. It's just very little. That's why I like the weapon idea of a Rondell Moore. I mean, those guys can impact special teams. They can impact something where it's at least – moving the needle in a game where guys that are sitting on the bench don't simply. Yeah. And I, and I think the other thing to, to remember is that, is that typically and most drafts kind of work out this way. Once you get past around pick 10 ish, then you get into a whole group of guys where there probably isn't huge amounts to choose between the guy that goes at 13 and the guy that goes at, at 55. Mm -hmm. And that's just, and that's just the truth. That's just the truth of it. You know, and you, and you picked it up with the wide receivers. Even when you look at some of the guys that went higher than those names that you mentioned, the Henry Ruggs and the Jerry Judy and those and those guys who had decent years. You know, they weren't busts by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But you know, they gave teams production that they probably could easily have got out of a second or third round guy. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just a. I guess I guess the wild card in the list of tackles is is Walker Little at Stanford. Mm. So, 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 so that's a guy with first with first round talent, who, um, I, I guess a bit like um, Rondale Moore, has spent most of his career injured, and then opted out of twenty twenty as well, which doesn't which doesn't help. So yeah. hasn't played for for two years, um, but is a guy with if he's fit and able to go, that's a guy that if you picked him up in the third or fourth round, you have the potential to get first round talent in round three or four, which would be huge. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, if they haven't picked a tackle by that point, I think it's worth throwing the dice. You've got two fourth round picks. If he's sitting there in the fourth round, yeah, throw the dice and go for it. You know, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially a free pick. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. That's where you take your chances. I yeah. think in the third and fourth round, it's yeah. the draft capital isn't quite as expensive right there. And if you hit, then you got something for sure. Dale, who are you hoping, or what would you prefer? What, what first round? Talking? Yeah, first round. I think the biggest need is defensive line, is interior defensive line. The problem that you run into is if you don't get the kid out of Alabama, I don't think you get first round talent. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to stretch. I don't want to see the second coming of Justin Harrell. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to stretch in the first round. I really need a guy that can play. I feel like if you have that interior defensive line and that is solid, then your young linebackers aren't trying to fight guys off. There's not a lot of guys in the wash and you have a better chance of your linebackers making plays. Mm -hmm. I mean, Barnes and Martin are better players if the defensive line is better. Mm -hmm. And I, to your Geno Atkins thing, I, I am ready to see Kenny Clark as a defensive end mm -hmm. and not as the guy in the middle that's getting triple teamed on every play. Yeah. Uh, I think in the NFC championship, I think you saw that when Kenny Clark has room to move a little bit, oh, absolutely. he is a disruptor. So I want the guy that can start playing at the nose, but I don't know that he exists in this draft, especially not in the first round. Cause I don't think we're going to get that guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, go, I go corner, I guess, if I'm being asked. Yeah. What about you, yeah, Peter? I, yeah, no, I have no qualms there. I, I agree with the defensive line. And that and that's and that's quite a common theme year in, year out. And mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that I think Aline McNeil is the guy, if you want a guy to come in and start at nose tackle straight away, because I see him as an out and out, you know, nose zero technique, nose tackle. But you're not you're not talking first round there. You're talking mm -hmm. third or fourth round. Yeah. But I think if you could pick that guy up in the third or fourth round, I think I think that's the pick. But I I, I totally agree with Dale. There just isn't the value mm -hmm. unless you're really lucky, just by fluke of numbers that Christian, you know, Barnwell drops that far. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think he will. Yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting when we get together for uh, draft night. Uh, hopefully, you guys are still. Well, Peter, I hope you got that marked on your calendar and you're going to get some kind of sleep aid in you before you have to wake up early in the morning for draft. But I think I uh, there's going to be that great possibility. I can't sleep for a week before the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just seems like uh, we could be uh, up uh, talking, drinking, uh, reacting to who's getting selected, what we're missing out on to watch us uh, trade down. And um, if that happens, I really – 
am not going to be disappointed because Peter, the list that you put out, just the, the, you know, version one of the defense on there, there's a lot of players out there. And as these pro days are coming out, you know, the ends and the, I mean, there's some athletes out there that are just, boy, could be a lot of fun. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing, isn't it? Some of those guys who you really like, they're, they're just by, by sheer numbers are going to drop mm-hmm. to round two, you know, yeah. um, Right. We're looking at this offensive. There's 72 guys on this list. I know this is just offense. So you add another 72 guys. Yeah. That's four, you know, three rounds, four rounds, almost four rounds into the draft Yeah. with these top guys. So guys yeah. are going to go later. They have to just by numbers. Yeah. Oh, it'd be exciting. I, I, I haven't yet done a list of long snappers, but I, I need to get that. Important <laughs> list. The, the Packers just signed that. Exclusive free agent on a Delaware State or whatever, so they don't need a long snapper. They can't, they don't have to draft one now. Did he did he wrestle though? He did. <laughs> so I don't know why they picked him up. It's a waste of draft capital and money. And they probably signed him for like three thousand dollars. They could have spent that on socks. <laughs> hey, let's jump over to this uh, running back here real quick because. It, what are you feeling on the need in second, third, fourth round here? Which one of these, maybe one or two of these guys pop out to you, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we talked before. I think if the Packers hadn't re-signed Aaron Jones, I was all for all for taking taking Travis Etienne if he was there, if he's the, mm-hmm. if he was there at um, you know, 29. Yeah. Not the case now. I, I guess my kind of running back crush all the way through this period has been Jamar Jefferson of Oregon State. Um and I guess I liked him a lot or like him a lot because he reminded me a lot of Aaron Jones. Um, whether whether now you're looking for a different type of guy, I don't necessarily think so because I think you've got that anyway in, in, a, in A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers will definitely take a running back at some point because I think they have to have that third that third guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and it may be that Patrick Taylor is already on the roster is that is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um but you always have a question mark about guys that stuck around and haven't become that that guy. Um, so I think I think they'll take one, um, maybe around five or around five or six, that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, if, if if a Jamar Jefferson was there, I would I would jump at that, you know, as your as your number three, as your number three running back. It's the guy. I me. Like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, Dale. Who do you like as running backs here? I don't like any of them. <laughs> I, I just don't. And, you know, I always get enamored with the guy on the, <laughs> they're all trash. No, I, I always get enamored with a guy on the roster who probably isn't as good as I think he is. And for me, that guy is Patrick Taylor. I think Patrick Taylor, the college film I've seen of him, I don't I don't know why he wasn't drafted. And that's the guy I want to see is the third running back. Mm. I've already commented on what I think Dexter Williams can go do. And it's <laughs> not kind. So I don't think he should be on the roster next year. Yeah. I, I think Patrick Taylor is the running back. They draft this year. I mm. think that they give him an opportunity to make the roster. And I think he is an answer. 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to give my shout out to Mike Weber from the Ohio State University uh, on the practice squad. I hope he gets a shot. I'm a big fan of Mike Weber trying to get him on the show daily. Come on now. Uh, I like uh, I like Trey Sermon as well from a. It's just right now that we've re-signed Aaron Jones, guys. It's just kind of like my whole focus on the running backs kind of turned upside down because yeah. who, who who fits the slot better? Are we looking for the other weapon? Are we looking for a backup for, you know, do we need a, 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 a Ramondre Stevenson to back up Dylan, you know, or do we need a Jamar Jefferson, you know, some of these shifty guys? It's just kind of like I don't know where we're going at that. So it's always been a question. Always yeah, I mean, I – I think whichever whichever you do there, you know, you're still going to be missing a backup at the other position because you've got you've got two, you know, in Jones and Dylan, you've got two totally different backs. But um, I, I I guess for me that that you're looking initially for a guy that can play a bit of special teams because he's going to have to play special teams. Yeah. And I think you're looking for a guy that can, I, I think, do a bit of everything in terms of running and, and and receiving out of the backfield. And let's face it, at the end of the day, your third back hopefully isn't going to play very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, and that might be the reason that, that they stick with they stick with, with Patrick Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, Already in the system, it's not going to be an easy system to pick up right away for these guys either. Mm-hmm. So let's go quarterbacks then real quick. Just who – do you see anybody on that list – because we're obviously going to draft a quarterback in the later rounds. We we got to round out the room somehow, right? <laughs> Peter and I differ on this. I do not think they're going to draft a quarterback in this draft. No. And the reason I don't think they'll draft a quarterback in this draft is, is and Peter, you said it, if Aaron Rodgers goes down in week one, two, five, eight, the season is essentially over. <laughs> you get to see what Jordan Love can do. And yeah. Jordan Love came out early. So Jordan Love would be in this draft class if he wouldn't have come out early. Mm-hmm. So the kid that you're drafting in round five or round six is essentially the same age as Jordan Love. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but why, what's the point? Yeah. You have two young guys the guy you drafted in the first round better be better than the guy you drafted in the sixth round. So I don't understand. I don't think there's a reason. I think the Packers run with two quarterbacks, Rogers and love, and that's all they do. And if they pick a guy up, it's that undrafted guy they want to try to develop and they throw him on the practice squad like they did with Boyle and see what you can do there. I don't think you waste a draft pick, even if it's a late one, on a quarterback. Peter, do you feel comfortable going into the season with two quarterbacks or do you feel like a veteran getting dumped after the, uh, you know, June 1st? I, I think, I think they'll pick, I think they'll pick up a quarterback. Like Dale says, it could be an, un, could be an undrafted free agent. Yeah. I think the thing to think, think about in this quarterback class is once you get beyond the top five or six let's put kyle trask in that list once you get beyond that six perhaps mm-hmm. kellen mond mm-hmm. in the third or fourth round once you get beyond that group this is not a great great quarterback class at all mm-hmm. so it's very very top heavy it's an, it's an odd class where you've got five will go in the first round trask will probably go in round two 
and then take your pick where those other where those other guys go. You know, I think Callum Mondal going three or four. Davis Mills probably goes in round five. But the, but the others, I think, in a normal year, probably wouldn't get drafted. So I think you can draw that line probably at the eighth one on our list at Davis Mills. And I think those other guys are typical to me, undrafted free agent grades. Yeah. Um, I think the Packers will pick one up, whether they draft one. I, I suspect just because of history. And the history says to me that the Packers will draft will draft the quarterback in about round six. Hmm. Um, you know, even when you know, even when um, you know, when Favre retired and Rogers was about to take the job in two thousand and eight, the Packers picked Brian Brom in the second round. Yeah, and then picked Matt, great. and then picked yeah, and then picked Matt Flynn later on that draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that's just the thing about the Packers' history has always been to to take quarterbacks, see what they've got, um, try and develop them, trade them later if they can, try and reco- at least recover the pick that they spent on. Yeah. Just, just more of a historical thing for me. But yeah, I've no, I have no doubt. I've I I have no doubt that Jordan Love will be the Packers quarterback in twenty twenty. Watch it, watch it. (laughs) Just leave it hang like that. Don't say the last digit. (laughs) Well, hey, Peter, I think this list is great. It's uh, it's gonna help us out immensely on draft night. So, um, glad we got an opportunity to talk about that one there. Yeah, and I and I think with these things, it's it's fun, isn't it? Yes. Let's face it. None of us, none of none of us get it right. Some are more right than others. But it's yeah. it's it's just a it's just a piece of fun and it's it's great for discussion. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Well, hey, uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Is there any other uh, things you guys want to touch on before we head and dial up this episode here? Not for me. I got to save it till April 29th because I don't have a whole lot of smart stuff to say. Oh boy. So I keep oh them. Boy. I write them down, and then I I'm gonna leave them for that night. So when I'm on camera in front of the whole YouTube yeah. world, yeah. Listen, I, I tell you what, it, should, it needs to be as unfiltered as possible. There, the the less research, the better. We're looking for raw emotions on this draft. It's just gonna be pure fire, I tell you. Yeah. If if, if only we'd had cameras on you guys at last year's draft. Yeah. Mm. Cause I was, I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I wasn't in school then we were totally virtual. Didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. Like it, every night was a Friday night. <laughs> it sure was. And that draft sent me over the edge. Did you, you weren't following me on Twitter then Peter. Cause mm. you probably wouldn't be talking to me now. I'd be like, that guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't know him. Don't want to know him. So. <laughs> now you're stuck with me. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, Peter, you got any final thoughts before we head out? No, just um, we've got a month to go, just under a month to go till the draft. There's a lot will happen between now and then. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I know we just look forward to, to draft nights. So, bizarrely enough, one of my favorite nights of the year, even though you're just sitting there waiting for hours for one name to be called. It's just for some reason, it's just it's just it's just great fun. Great fun. I mean, what do the aliens think of us? One night, guys, you're looking for one player. And it brings so much joy. Yeah. 
Anyway, all right, everybody, thanks for listening to us out there on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, all the places you can get a podcast. You are going to find the Acme Army and the Average Cheese. Collabs just keep coming, Dale. I am a huge fan. Thanks for jumping on. Let everybody know where they can find you, Dale. You can find us at AVG Cheese on Twitter, or you can email us avgcheese at gmail.com, and you can find us on Facebook. Peter puts a lot of great stuff on Facebook for, and I'm learning. I'm almost there. I feel confident that I'm going to be able to post some good stuff on Facebook someday. Good, good. We'll hold you to that someday. Hey, listen, you're so much farther ahead than Eric. He still has not signed up for Twitter. It's been weeks. It's I'm waiting. It's going nowhere. Ah, but Peter, thanks for all the draft guides. And where can everybody find you? Yeah, the best place is at Profoot History on Twitter. And, you know, there'll be some draft, more draft stuff between now and April 29th and a bunch of links and documents and stuff and stuff. And, yeah, just hit us up and talk, talk the NFL draft and we'll have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, we're going to be coming back live for the draft on Thursday night. Probably have a couple other sessions on Friday and Saturday as the rounds round out because, uh, you know, we're still kind of in that lockdown and got nothing better to do. And uh, new friends, new drinks always uh, bring new smiles. So going to continue to do that. Everybody, big shout out to Eric up there on Lake Superior, probably hanging out in the lake right now, acting like a polar bear for one more weekend for the Easter Bunny comes. But thanks for listening to us. We will be back next week. And go Pack Go. Oh, go back. <laughs> it's your show, man. I didn't know I could do that. Hey, man.
Uh, hey, gang. Uh, the show's over. So appreciate y'all listening. Hope you had fun. We'll be back later on this week with a new episode. But till then, I say head on out to peterprincemusic.com and download some of the funkiest music you can get. Start off every day great. Peter Prince, music.com. Get it. <laughs>